With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I do praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day, together by the radio, open His Word and study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us in the Word of God. We're turning again today to the book of 1 Kings, chapter number 19, as we continue our study in the life of Elijah. You do remember, as we've studied through the life of Elijah, that we've been building upon the theme, obedience is the key. Obedience is the secret of the Christian life. Every aspect of Christian living that you desire to be victorious in, you must learn to be obedient unto both the Word of God and the will of God. Then we started looking in the different experiences of the life of Elijah, and we found a truth from each of those that we need to learn. First of all, from the brook experience, we learned that obedience is the key to God's provisions for our life. Then we moved on to the barrel experience, and there we learned that obedience is the key to God's programming for our life. It is very important to learn to be on time, in step with God. It's not wise to be behind Him. It's not wise to get in front of Him. But we must learn to be obedient in the timing of God's working in our life. So we saw obedience is the key to God's provision. Then we saw obedience is the key to God's programming. And then in chapter number 18, we saw that obedience is the key to God's power in answer to our prayers. There on Mount Carmel, as Elijah the man of God faces King Ahab, Jezebel, the 450 prophets of Baal, the 400 prophets of the grove, and the nation of Israel. And he says to them, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, serve him. And if Baal, serve him. And then in order to prove which one was the true God, he challenges them to a contest to see which one of their gods would answer prayer by sending fire down from heaven to consume the sacrifice that was laid upon the altar. And of course, you know the story. They prayed under Baal from the morning hours until the evening hours. There was no answer. They jumped on the altar, cut themselves, and their blood ran out on the altar and on the sacrifice. But there was no answer. And then Elijah called upon the God of heaven in 63 words is all he prayed, and the fire of God fell, consumed the sacrifice, consumed the altar, licked up the water out of the trench, consumed the dust, and God proved himself that he was God because he had a man of obedience 
in the person of Elijah. Now then we're in chapter number 19, and we're looking at the fact that obedience is the key to God's peace in our lives. And as we've been looking, we find for the first time recorded in the Word of God that Elijah moves without orders. Now in the first three stories, at the brook experience, at the barrel experience, and at the blazing experience, Elijah moves at God's order. But when you come to chapter number 19, he moves without order. And there's a fear in my heart. And there's a burden upon my soul as I deal with this very, very important part of our study. Because there are so many like Elijah in a time of discouragement will move without orders. We found back in the first verses of chapter number 19 that Jezebel had threatened to take Elijah's life. And when Elijah heard this, he leaves his servant at Beersheba and goes into the wilderness alone. And if I may say so, has himself a good pity party there in the wilderness. He moves without orders. And the farther that he goes, the more depressed he becomes, the more discouraged he becomes, and the more defeated he becomes. We come down in verse number 5 and verse number 6. We find that he crawls up under a juniper tree and lays down and goes to sleep. But the angel of the Lord visits him, and he sees as his eyes are open, there are coals of fire, there's food upon it, and the angel of the Lord said unto him, Arise and eat. He ate the first meal, laid back down, went back to sleep, and the angel of the Lord came a second time and said unto him, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Now, as we've been looking at that battle of discouragement, I pointed out three thoughts. First of all, we looked at the timing of the battle, and it was immediately after that great mountaintop experience there on Mount Carmel. Then we looked at the trip. We saw the purpose of it. He's running for his own life. Here's the man whose life God has spared through the famine, and now he's running from Jezebel. We saw the partners of his trip. He did not want anybody else with him, so he takes me, myself, and I, my three greatest friends in the flesh when I want to pout, and my three greatest enemies as far as spirituality is concerned. We looked at the place he went. He went to the wilderness. And then we looked at the prayer that he prayed. He requested that he might die. But not only we looked at the timing of the battle, the trip of the battle, but we saw the triumph of the battle. Even though he's praying to die, God visits him in mercy. God gives him a visit. God gives him some vittles. And God gives him victory. And we only get victory over our battle of depression when we realize that our victory is not of ourselves. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 57, But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory is from God. It is a gift. It is of grace. And so we find Elijah's battle with depression in verse number 1 through verse number 7. But now then I want you to notice the second thing. Not only moving without orders, 
will create a battle of depression, but moving without orders will create a battle of discouragement and defeat. We find beginning in verse number 8, talking about Elijah. The Bible said, And he arose, and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mountain of God. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And Elijah said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Here he moves from the juniper tree to the cave in Mount Horeb. He does not get better. He gets even worse. Notice, he moves, as I said, from a state of depression to a state of discouragement and defeat. The Bible said in verse number 8, he arose immediately after eating this meal. He arises and goes. You would think he would get up and say, well, Lord, forgive me. I'm going to go with you now. I'm going to go with God. But not so. He heads on into a more dense wilderness in the mountain of Horeb. And he finds himself a cave and lodges there in it. I want you to notice several things about this battle of discouragement or defeat that Elijah is dealing with. Now, again, I want to say, friend, I'm not looking down on Elijah because I'm aware of the fact that defeat and discouragement can be real battles in the life of even the best of Christians. Before you get too judgmental of Elijah, look what he's just experienced at the brook, at the barrel, and the blazing experience on Mount Carmel. But here he is. Notice, if you will, the commencing of his discouragement. What happens after the meal that causes the beginning of his discouragement. Notice again, if you will, please. The Bible said in verse number six and verse number seven, he looked and behold, there was a cake baking on the coal and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid himself down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and said, arise and eat for the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Mount Horeb. Here's the commencing of this battle of discouragement and defeat. He enjoys a wonderful, wonderful experience with God. You would have to agree with me. It was not something that he deserved. God did it in mercy. He's under the juniper tree praying to die. But instead of allowing him to die there, God feeds him a meal. He goes back to sleep, wakes him up again, and feeds him a second meal. And the Bible said that he rises, and he eats, and he goes in the strength of that meat for 40 days. The commencing of it begins with a blessing of God. But then I want you to notice the cause of this discouragement, the cause of this battle 
of discouragement. But hear me, friend. He did not eat anything for 40 days and nights. Now, I realize in one sense there is plenty to rejoice about when you say that Elijah went 40 days in the strength of that meal. But I challenge you by the word of God to show me where God told him to do that. You see, the problem was, and the beginning of so much of our discouragement and defeat comes when we live on past blessings upon our lives. Hear me, dear friend. I do not care how good God was to you on yesterday. You need him again today. And I do not care how much you enjoyed the meat of the Word of God in your own Bible study and church service on yesterday. Yesterday's meat is not sufficient strength for you to make today's journey on. We must come to the place of learning that God wants us to have a regular diet of the meat of the Word of God. Oh, dear friend, thank God for the blessings of yesterday. Thank God for the blessings of last week. But they are not sufficient for the battles of today. They are not sufficient for the strength for today. We must be a daily partaker of the meat of the Word of God if we're going to keep from becoming discouraged and defeated in this wicked world that we are living in. You cannot live on past blessings. They are not sufficient for today's needs. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's all. Well, I trust you enjoyed the broadcast today. How I praise the Lord for this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio and study His Word together. Let me encourage you that you pray for the broadcast that the Lord would bless it and use it to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, I want to encourage you that you write to us and share with us in the financial burden of the radio ministry. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Oh, do not.